Hello and welcome back to the Corridor of Uncertainty. Uh, it's the Weekend Roundup, episode 11, and as ever, I'm joined by Ben. Yo, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Have you had a good weekend? Um, yeah, it's been alright, actually. I've got a good one. What about you? Yeah, it was good. The weather was pretty... Well, no, it was terrible yesterday, but the weekend... It's it, awful. It, it survived, but yeah, I had a good old game of Sunday League. Um, Honestly, I had the worst tw- or the luckiest 20 minutes of my life. Basically, we played, I think, I don't know if they're top or second top, but they haven't lost a game this season. Until we Luke. We're, and, and we're like second bottom, I think. Oh. And basically, we've just not created any chances. So we basically decided that we're just going to attack them for some reason and thought that was a good idea. And somehow it was. So we went went one nil up, then two one two one down. And then went back to two two, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got back to two two. And then um and I was solid for that point. And then for like the last oh. like twenty, fifteen minutes, I had like made out three absolute shockers. I gave away a penalty. Um and then our keeper made uh, honestly the best penalty save I've ever seen. And he's he was he's not even our keeper. He's a, he's a left back, but our keeper couldn't play because he wasn't there. So one absolute legend. And then then they played a ball, and I was literally so certain he was offside. I didn't even stop because I, I'm 100 percent certain he was offside. But our liner didn't flag, but I didn't play to the whistle like an idiot. And he was and then he went for a goal, and he and he missed. And then, literally, the last kick of the game, they played a, a long ball over the top, and it was me running onto it with this other guy. And I just had to put something on it. But So, I basically half-followed it against my own goal, but I was on the stretch. Don't and tell it me. just went over the bar. It was like being if literally the best. own goal, I'd be laughing my head off right now. I know. It was almost... It, if it had gone in, it would have been the best goal I'd have scored. But it's just yeah, the right goal. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, we drew in the end, so... Great result. Oh, well then, mate. Sounds like you, you might have lost your head a little bit, but, you know, paid off. Yeah, pretty crazy. Fair play. Um, I played six aside on Friday, I guess. No, I was Did running. you win? No. Oh. <laughs> um, to be fair, we drew... No, sorry, we didn't drew. We lost 2-0. And um, oh. it was just a really... You know when you come up against a team full of just... You know, just utter twit. Yeah, and they are all just such assholes. You know, they're shouting abuse at you from the sideline. You're just like, be quiet. You know, <laughs> just shut up. And, uh, no, they were all huge. I'm not the biggest guy going, and I just got body slammed by some massive. I just sort of thought, well, I'll I'll keep my legs on. It's all right. <laughs> I'll let him have that one. You know, and then uh, got next. Pretty badly. Luckily, it's very good in goal. Northern, awesome. So, wow, crazy weekend. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a crazy weekend in in football off the pitch as well. Um, before we get into the games, yes, we've obviously had the Premier League and the Premier League clubs um doing the social media blackout to sort of uh, direct sort of attention at, at the social media uh, companies, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Sort of I guess similar to the European Super League, what the fans did, but it's sort of the clubs this time start trying to say, look, we have the power and we want to take it back from the social media companies who are just not doing anything to stop uh, the racism or, or the abusive messages that players are getting on a regular basis. So this was sort of an attempt to say, like, you need us as much as we need you, basically. And we can leave. Mm. But the do only thing I... Do you think it's been successful? I think, I mean, I think there's no doubt that the intention was right. Yeah. The, the thing that worries me is that it was a, what, a three, three and a half day... Well, no, probably about a three-day um, blackout. 
but they're basically saying that social media is essential because we can only leave for three days and then we've got to come back again. Yeah. So social media, like all the companies will be like, well, if you're only going to leave for three days, then we'll, we'll just see you when you come back. Yeah. Because nobody's going to, nobody's going to stop like using it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the yeah, the intention is good, and I'm sure it made some impact, and it's better to do something than nothing. But I wonder if it's, uh, I wonder if the social media companies are taking that much notice. Yeah. Well, um, we shall see. And then I, I just think it needs some. We discussed this a few weeks, but then we think it just needs some sort of sort of verification. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how hard that is to implement, but like it seems like quite a simple step in the in the right direction. Uh, I don't think that would be that hard a thing to introduce, um, and it would stop a lot. It would hundred percent stop a lot because how many messages do players get where their players are either not an icon of a, of a football player or just don't have an icon at all, and yeah. and their name is their name really is not. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it do, it does make an impact, and I'm sure it definitely would have made some. They would have had to look, so it had a look at what's going on. Um, but yeah, we will see. Yeah. Um, and then we had also in one of the biggest games of the weekend, Man United Liverpool didn't even go ahead. Didn't go ahead. No. Pretty pleased um, <laughs> after our our recent form, but uh, you know it's got to happen at some point, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's there's sort of some small I'm talks. I'm not, I'm not, please. Yeah, um, but I just, I think, yeah, I think it's clear that this sort of the United fans have never really been happy with the Glazers, even since they came in, um, and I think there's always been like sparks of protests. There's, we've seen them throughout. Um, the, the Glazers' yeah. ownership, I guess, um, and I think the ESL, ESL, yeah, uh, sort of was another one of those sort of adding fuel to the fire, and it just tipped them over the edge. Um, but there's definitely deeper problems with with the, the connection between the fans and the the owners. There um, was it right to do what they did? Absolutely not. Um, it, it's just sort of over the line. There, there was a Police injuries and all sorts of people who had nothing with it. I just don't know how they got onto the pitch. I, I think the problem was that the I think they must have known about the protest, but I think like man, yeah, but they just must have under security security it, um, I guess. And if there's a thousand, there was I think a thousand fans outside the stadium at least. And if yeah. there's a thousand people versus twelve stewards, yeah, then what are you gonna do? And yeah. even like, when the police get there, there's not there's not gonna be a foul. It's not gonna be an even battle there, is it? I don't know. I just sort of thought like, you know, if these stewards are probably gonna be United fans themselves, aren't they? So realistically, they're probably up for the protest to, to you know, be like, let's try and sort this out a bit. Well, and also the, the stewards are not. As, as much as they're there to, well, they're there really to protect the players, aren't they, and the people on the pitch and, and stop, the, stop the people getting on the pitch. But yeah. And then sort of sort out any fights between fans in the grounds. Um, yeah. But yeah. when... They're not the first time. They're, they're, they're not going yeah, to risk get injury. If, if there's like 100 fans charging at you, you're not going to try and somehow single-handedly stop them all there's a point where you've got to take yourself into consideration yeah um, and especially I imagine there's a lot less stewards now because there isn't any fans in the crowd unless I've lost my marbles I'm fairly certain that um, fans were coming in to watch this game or into the stadium yeah how was that allowed? as of like well I thought I'd heard it somewhere I thought that they'd had they got tickets. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, I didn't I'll, know that. I'll just check. 
I just thought it was like an organised protest and they were all just going to meet there. No, I thought they were... Um, I thought they were going to get in. I don't know, though, because this just seems really silly now because I feel like United are in a pretty good position and now they could be getting uh, some some sort of penalty, whether it would be a fine for the owners or a... Um, a points deduction. A points deduction, yeah. But that's yeah. the last thing United want, because. But I think that just shows how serious they they feel about this problem. Because if they're willing to jeopardize the team, then that shows how much that they they really they really want to get these phases out of power. Yeah, fair enough. I guess it's it's a double-headed coin, isn't it? You know. Yeah. One of the ways it's quite good. Um, risky, I, I suppose. Yeah, it was over the line, but it will make the voice be heard. Yeah, there seems to be a, a lot going on. But I don't know how much you've been keeping up to date with things, but a, um, a petition reached over 100,000 signatures stating that football clubs should be like I think it's in Germany where fifty-one percent belongs to the fans. Yeah, giving them the uh, majority. The problem so, is, it's it's easy enough to say like that, but then what do you do? What do the owners do that have already got more than fifty percent? You can't just take it away from them and not give them any money for it. No, I'm sure they'll have to be. So, I I don't think it's as easy as as easy as that, really. No, I know. It's just I was just sort of saying that uh, it uh, it's been put into Parliament, so yeah, it's been looked at. So, yeah, it's, it's it's good, but it's it's just a, a difficult process to to roll. Deal, I guess, yeah. All right, then we'll get um get into the games that did take place. Um, yes. To be honest, this week you get to the last. What are we on five, four, five games of the season, and that's slowing up a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, and it is it, the games either mean everything or nothing generally. Um, and that this weekend there was a lot of nothing games, really. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's still football, it's still good to watch. Just the um, the out, outcome of the result is not really that um, exciting for any. For any reason really um and southampton leicester was the first one which yeah. for leicester is they, they still will be picking up points um but southampton are definitely on the beach um they don't need any more points and and the more they get it doesn't really make any difference no. um but it was a really good solid defensive performance from southampton um Especially against Leicester, considering what happened last time. I think it was Friday night at home. Got a man sent off after about ten minutes. It was very similar scenario to the nine nil. Um, bring it up. Yeah, um, and I just thought that it was like a complete opposite performance of that. Really, um, on the red card, never a red. Absolutely no. never a red. He's won the ball, and it's not even like he's won the ball and followed through. He's literally it's a pass. He's passed it back to McCarthy, um, and then, and it's just like one of those we saw last week, but even less, um, sort of, I don't know, less intent behind it. Um, yeah. Who was it? Balbuena last week, um, and and he's been sent off for it. It's just a a bit of a shambles at the moment. You just say, what can, what can he do? It's his mistake. So he's got himself in that position. That If he if he doesn't make a mistake, that never happens. But he has, and then he's sort of redeemed himself. But because, his, because he has to move, then he obviously touches Vardy. And yeah. yes, it's a, pain, it's a painful one, but you can't just stop making tackles in the risk that you might hurt someone on the on the outside of it. No, I know. It's just sort of like... It, it, it probably needs to look it out. Well, I'd say it does. 
Yeah, it definitely is because because if this keeps happening, then what's what we're expecting Vestergaard to do there is just watch Vardy run past him. Yeah, because like, he won't be able to, he won't be able to slide because if he slides, he's going to keep on sliding. I think it just honestly really needs looking at because you can't just be you can't just let be let to go past like he has to put a challenge in there doesn't he yeah. and the after effect just not oh, just needs looking at one and it's not like he's he's like instantly reacted and sort of just thrown himself at it he's he's had time and he, you can clearly see that he's sort of poking a pass back to McCarthy it's not like a a reactive jump in and and his feet are out of control. His his feet are sort of on the floor or or just above. And it's a little poke back and obviously he's gonna keep going. It's it's just unlucky that Vardy is in the position that he is. Yeah. Well I but, think Vardy might have played on it a little bit as well to to help yeah. sent off. But uh you know you probably would wouldn't you? Makes your job a bit easier. Yeah, but not, not so in this case. Um because Southampton ended up going one nil up eventually after just just completely resolute defending, very solid. Um, not we haven't really seen Southampton be that solid, in, especially in well, like we say in these situations. Nice. Um, but they really sort of stuck together and and held on and got themselves one nil up with a Ward Prowse penalty um, after yeah. Nacho handball, which is pretty blatant, wasn't it really? But, um, I don't know, it felt quite bad for him because he had such a good season and it's just sort of like, oh, the first real thing I can think that he's done wrong all season. Yeah. Um, and then Johnny Evans pops up as Kelechi Iheanacho turns provider this time and gets them that equaliser and Leicester probably should have gone on um, to to win it. Um, they had a few chances. I think Vardy had a really good one which I think he should have scored. But all in all, um, Southampton were just, yeah, strong at the back and didn't really give Leicester that many chances. And great performance for Southampton, really, especially at this time of the season, where, like I said, you could well be on the beach, but they are definitely not. I don't know if you know who got man of the match, but I thought you might want to know. Go on, Carl you can tell Walker me. Peters. Carl Walker Peters, of course he did, because he's absolutely world class. Oh yeah, really. Um. But yeah, I don't think Leicester will be too disappointed. They've just got to keep picking up points for the last few games. They're yeah, pretty much over the line. Um, and then another game we'll go into next is, is another game that literally had zero impact on the season. Um, other than the fact, had the United game gone ahead, it could have decided the title, um, like, like mathematically. I mean. Um, and that's Palace versus City, and just sort of the outcome you'd expect. Um, Thought Palace, they might get a few more. Yeah, well, they made eight changes from the PSG game, um, and it's yeah. and it's really all eyes on the Champions League now. Um, that's a great performance in the first leg, but obviously that's not done. Um, and and they haven't been on fire in the Premier League recently, um, and I think that's because they're in so many competitions got the finger in loads of pies that they have had to be constantly making changes and and because they had it wrapped up so soon it, it doesn't really matter no um, but yeah I saw some well, I saw some down to where it was quite interesting it was like name another team in the world that could make eight changes still another team that could win the Premier League easily yeah I know it is incredible um yeah, Sterling, one of those changes, and he just can't seem to score at the moment. Um, and no. but I'll say somebody did score. Big Sergio Aguero, great goal as well. What? What a goal! Oh my god, he is just his quality. He is is back to his black hair. Might I just add? He's just so flipping clinical. Yeah. You he don't looked, want to come looked, up against him. He looked very sharp because we've seen him in a, make a few appearances and not really have that much of an impact. But yeah, he seemed 
I mean, back to his best isn't extreme because his best is literally Very on top of the that. world. But like he did, he did seem back to his sort of usual self, um, I guess. Um, and yeah, just a, a great finish and all-round performance from him, really. If if anyone, if City win the Premier League, uh, not the Premier League, the Champions League, any reason I'll accept it so he can have it. Because <laughs> okay. I love the man. I don't care about him playing for City. I just love him. He is old now, which means he only needs five goals to go. Andy Cole. Yeah. Six. He's not going to make it, I don't think. He could, though. How many games he are could, left in the season? I think it's like four or five. I think it's four. There is four games left of the season, right? Uh, I'm going to got. But, you know, five goals in four games for a, a world-class player like Sergio Aguero. They've got Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton. It's not, it's not the biggest challenge going. Yeah, I just I think that... Cole's just sat there, though, going, oh, don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, maybe he could be. He hasn't played that many games. I think this is one of the first times he's played the whole 90 of the season. Yeah, um, it's his second goal, second goal of the season, isn't it, really? Yeah, second Premier League, fourth, I think fourth overall. So, yeah. I mean, if we're expecting him to get another five by the end of the season. He's just got to start. He's just got to start. Yeah, loving um, so much, Luke. I I, I realise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Torres got another goal eighty three seconds later, and that was it wrapped up. Standard City, really, just absolutely dominant. There was a few Palace breaks that were a bit threatening, but not as normal, really. City held hold on um, to another clean sheet. Yeah, and eventually the the pressure just. Destroyed Palace in with two sort of sucker punches, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then on to another game, which means literally nothing. This is this is all all done for these two teams. Nothing can really. It's just a matter of finishing as high as you can and earning a little bit more money for each position you fall into. Really, um, Brighton definitely looking ahead to next season. Um and yeah, Leeds coming off coming on to the end of a really good first season in the Premier League for them. So interested to see how how much they strengthen in the summer as well. Yeah, I think I think with Leeds overall you'd be pleased with this season if you were a Leeds fan. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, considering nobody was really expecting them to do this well, they've had some really good results, I'd say as well. Yeah, and definitely. They've got a really exciting team as well, I think, as well. You know, if they can hold on, I think they. I don't think they'll struggle to hold. Honest, I think. I don't see Patrick Bamford leaving. I can't see Rafinha no. going. Yeah, uh, I, I think for Leeds as well that the fans would have just essentially wanted just stay up so that we yeah. can get back in the grounds. So it doesn't matter if you finish tenth or seventeenth, as long as we can get a season in so that when the new season starts and fans are allowed back into stadiums, hopefully um, that they'll be there to see Leeds back in the Premier League. And they've done that with flying colours. Yeah, they definitely have. I think they've definitely overachieved. Cons- like, all considering what they thought they were going to get. They they probably, if you'd have said you're going to finish 11th, which is where they are now, which, you know, could easily go up a bit. I don't see them going lower. Um, yeah. I think they take that. Yeah, 100%. I think that's pretty similar to where I predicted them to be at the start. I can't remember. I've got it written down somewhere. Yeah, I'll send it off just for evidence. Okay. Um, I did have Arsenal finishing second, though. Arsenal finishing second? Yeah. What? So. What was going on there? Don't know. I just thought there was going to be a surprise somewhere. I just chucked them in there. Leeds, uh, I don't think I've ever won at the Amex. I think in like six, seven attempts, I think. Um, no Calvin Phillips as well wouldn't have helped that. Um, but Brighton were just were strong. They had, well, Leeds had more of the ball, but Brighton definitely had more of the chances. Um, and, and Leeds didn't yeah. really create that many clear-cut opportunities. Um, and Brighton 
should have, as always, had more, really, um, with the amount of chances they created. Trossard missed an absolute sitter from about six, seven yards out, um, as we seem to say quite frequently. Um, and there was a few other half chances which were not put away. Um, but they did manage to get their two goals and grow from the spot after a poor challenge from Alioski and then Welbeck um, with a real great turn and finish for the for the second one gave them a, a deserved win in the end. Yeah, I really did not know what he was trying when he tried that, to be honest. He's like using his... He's like grabbing yeah. his leg like a child, mate. But uh, yeah, it was a good free... Uh, good penalty, sorry. Melier nearly got it as well. Yeah, just enough on it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you say, Leeds offered some stuff. Like they got some alright chances, not very good chances, but they weren't like um, stacked. Yeah, it, it just wasn't the most um, exciting Leeds performance we've seen. Um, we definitely know they've got more in them, but Brighton are a good side as well, and I, I think they'll. Well, like I say, they deservedly won this and wasn't the best Leeds performance. Probably wasn't even the best Brighton performance, but um, both decent performances nonetheless. Um, but Brighton just deserved it with the amount of chances they created. I don't know. I just really enjoyed watching flipping uh, Danny Welbeck play still because he was just really good this game. And it's like yeah. so funny how players can keep their quality for so long. Like, you'd always should just take a gamble on some of them, even if they've got, like, they're not the best. Yeah, I just think maybe these players who are finished, in quotation marks, should get another chance some of the time, because they're still class. Yeah, I think a lot of the time it's it's injuries that have stopped them. Um, Welbeck's one of those. Um, but he, he, they have these moments, but overall, because you're... you're a lot of them expect their wages to represent what talent they have had. Um, and it, it's a lot of money and it's a big financial risk to take some of these players. Um, and, and yeah, Welbeck's had this great game, but he's only scored five goals this season, which for Brighton, by Brighton's accounts is, is up there with their best, to be honest. But um, it depends how much, how much they're paying him, really. Is that worth yeah. it, or could you find a five goal a season striker somewhere else and pay them like slightly less? And they might even get more. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'll tell you what, though, Neil Morpé is not that dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's difficult. He's he's not. He's still got time to develop as well. And the promising thing is he's always in in the right place at the right time. But he just needs to sort it out over preseason then. Yeah, even at Brentford, he, he was there was a few howlers that he missed, but he was managing to score ridiculous amounts of goals. But just hasn't quite found that, and I don't know if it's confidence because we have seen him get goals at this level. But at the moment, he just seems he just can't. It's like a the opposite of a magnet. It's just it's just every shot repels away from the goal, really. Um, but. Yeah, I, there's a player in there, and, and I maybe maybe a preseason, a bit of time off, and it will come back firing next season. Maybe I'm sure he will. Maybe we'll make a sort of like a. We'll do obviously our predictions for the new season, and then we'll we'll have like a prediction for like five surprises and five flops. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll chuck him in mine. Maybe I, I look forward to that, but I'll start thinking. Um, and then. We'll go on to another game now then. Um, Brighton are probably um, safe. Fulham are probably or almost certainly now going down. Um, yeah, really would be some sort of miracle for them to come back now, I think. Yeah. Scott Parker was saying they need four wins from four. That's what they're aiming for. But that might not even be enough at this point. Um, no, Newcastle are not on the worst form at the moment either. So, Yeah. Um a big game for Chelsea though. They they needed a win just because they've got some tough games coming up and they need to stay in that top four. And this was one of those that they really couldn't afford to lose. Yeah. It was a good performance from Chelsea. Um and another team that made a, a decent amount of changes because they've 
obviously level with Real Madrid as they go into their second leg of the Champions League semi-final. Yeah, they've still um, got a bit of work to do, so they probably need to rest more players. Yeah, um, but yeah, a, a solid performance against the Fulham team you'd expect them to beat. Fulham showed showed a bit of promise as they always do, but they just they just lack that sort of cutting it's edge. Sort of out, didn't it? It started off quite well and then just sort of got sunk after the first goal. That's what it felt like. Yeah, they just don't really have like that sort of. You never really think they're going to score goals, no matter how much the ball or how much they create. They don't. They don't create that many chances in the final, like well, in and around the box, really. Um, and I, I think that's been their problem. It's all it's all good having having the ball and and looking pretty and playing well, but if you're not putting balls for players to score on on the penalty shot penalty spot, um, then yeah, then you're not going to score that many goals. Yeah. Um, also, did you... the thing Bobby Reed Bobby Reed was doing. To um, Mendy. Yeah, um, I'm trying to use goalie gloves at one point, which was quite interesting. Yeah. I'm surprised that nobody's ever done that before. Like, oh, it would just shock me when I saw it. But I was just like, well, how has nobody ever? It just looked that? really annoying, to be honest. I know, yeah. But fair <laughs> enough. Mendy did not look impressed because he was getting marked by him at the same time, wasn't he? Yeah. Although Mendy had a great game, to be fair. He did. Um, he did some good saves. Uh, I think. Perhaps we we underestimate how good he is, um, just because of sort of his career path, and it's not like your your standard goalkeeper that you you see like your Edisons and and De Gea sort of come in young and and just continue to set the world or like that he's come in from France at sort of twenty eight and that way is I think, um, but that doesn't suggest that he can't be equally as good as the other two that I've mentioned. No. I think Ariola was also really good as well. Yeah, he's been one of the bright sparks of Fulham's season. Um, obviously, won't be there. The the problem Fulham will have in terms of bouncing back is they'll they've got so no many loan signings. It's going to be a massive transition period over the summer. Um, yeah. Like Lookman will probably go back, um, or go back and go somewhere else. Um, Ariola, Ariola, yeah, Loftus Cheek, Ina's another one, Lamina. There's, there's loads of them that they've really got some some work to do to put a, another squad effectively back together for the championship. Yeah, because um, they have got a really good squad, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Madger, I don't know if, he'll, if they've got an option to buy, um, but he's another one that's on loan. Um, but I think he'd be a really good championship player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, Mount's first touch for the the assist for the first goal was sensational. That deserves a mention on its own. He's uh, obviously just getting so good. Yeah, like, he, he, he's incredible, really. Like first, well, no, it's not his first season in the Premier. Is it? It's, uh, it's his second, but he's doing so well every week. He just seems to be better and better, and he seems like a really yeah. nice chap as well. Yeah, I think. You've got to say that about two points. He's improved a lot of players in this sort of very short period of time that he's been in charge. Of. We know we saw Mount improve under Lampard, that's for sure. But he seems like Tuchel's coming in and he's progressed another level. Um, yeah, like Mount was probably Mount was criticised quite a lot, being like, you know, you're just basically licking Lampard's ass. But yeah. no, he's, he never was. I never saw it and. He's actually just working hard to get in the team every week and it's showing why. Yeah. Um, and the same with Havertz. He had a, yep. had a good game. Um, he's he's come on leaps and bounds under Tuchel. And I think, I mean, Chelsea look like a really strong force at the moment. And I think they might be the biggest challenges to City next season. Uh, nah. United still. But Chelsea haven't. They've only lost what I think two games on the two call since he's come in. Um, yeah, I just but I still ever... just think United will probably go out and sign someone big, and then I, I don't know. I'm not going to predict who, but they'll just go out, sign someone big, and they're just getting closer and closer. Well, we'll see that when we get to our Premier League predictions. Well, at the end of the summer, really, won't it be? But it will be. Yeah, it's quite a way will... away. 
wait to see who everyone signs, but it's definitely a definitely a step up for Chelsea at the moment. Um, and which players come back from injury? Looking at yeah. Virgil. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> um, and then what we've got next? Everton Villa, another disappointing result at home for Everton in in this end of the season. They're one of the teams that have got something to play for. Um, they really need to get into those. Well, they need to. They would like to get into those European spots. But at home, their home form is just horrific. Um, and this was just another example of that. It, w- it was a good game between two decent sides, exciting sides. Um, the chances first, at both ends, but the first two goals just are both come from mistakes in my eyes. You know, Mason Holgate, who I don't like at all. He didn't do well enough when he was marking Ollie Watkins and Ollie Watkins he easily just got himself back up and put it through Pickford's legs. Well, I, I think it's, yeah, it's, I mean, Watkins has stolen it off him and Stein. It's absolutely incredible from Watkins because he's, he's battled to get the ball back from Holgate. First mistake from Holgate, but also you've got to credit Watkins for, yeah, for chasing him down. And then Holgate's brought him down and at that point, Watkins can stay down. Um, but he, he gets straight back up and the composure to slot that past Pickford after you've literally just gotten up and seen that there's a keeper running at you is, yeah. is incredible. And it's just, that's what, if one goal can summarise what Watkins can do, it's, it's that, I think he's got more to his game than that, but like that goal just summarises how much he's willing to work. Uh, and nine times out of 10, nothing comes from that situation. But because of that one in 10 chance, that it does happen. That's that's what we see from, and, and then we eventually see it here. Yes, both the uh, both English strikers though scored the note. Yeah, uh, and, Lewin. yeah, and if, if we say that's that's what Watkins brings to the team uh, with that energy, then we see what Calvert Lewin brings to the team with a cracking header. Well, it's funny you say that though, because I've just read that the Euros are now allowing twenty six man teams. Yes, yeah. Um, and I think it's probable that they're both they both go. Uh, yes. To be honest. Um and if one doesn't it'll be Watkins in, in if yeah, the nailed on, I'd say. I think he's this yeah. the back of the striker behind Kane. Yeah, and, and I think Watkins is probably almost certain to be your third choice after after the previous uh, squad selection. Yeah. It's it's a shame for Bamford because I think he might be a better striker at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you never know. If if Bamford now nets like five and five and four, then it's hard to not take him on form. But Watkins yeah. isn't in bad form himself, so no. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like you say, Calvert Lewin um, equalizes after Barkley loses his man, um, and. Then you thought maybe Everton would would go on um, and and win it, but I think Villa were probably the better side over the course of it. To be honest, Pickford made a, a fairly decent amount of saves, some good saves. Um, Martinez had to make a few as well, but I definitely think Pickford was the more troubled keeper. Um, no, and I think yeah, I think Villa were unlucky actually in a couple a couple of uh, their chances. I think Ross Barkley hit the post as well, which would have been. Very yeah. interesting to see if he'd put that one in. Again, I think did El Ghazi hit the bar as well? Someone hit the bar? Oh, no. um, I think, yeah. But um, like you say, Pickford made some good saves and then Villa just... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some scored. They just kept pushing all game. Yeah, it was a really good performance from Villa. Um, and, and we've seen them throughout the season. Uh uh, it's just one of them for Villa, isn't it? You, you need to get Grealish back in the team um, for next for the whole of next season, and then you can see really what the ceiling is. But if if you look at this performance without Grealish, um, add him to it, and, and like we've seen at moments this season, they've got a, a European qualification wow. squad in there somewhere on their day. They just need to find their day more often. Um, yeah, consistently throughout the season, um, and, and I think they did the next season. I'm really looking forward to it because there's so many teams that are sort of exciting and sort of up and coming. You've got you got Villa, 
Everton will be there again. You'll have Leeds get. Imagine you get another another stage better. I'm of still course. obviously looking at Brighton and 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 then all the big boys that you'd expect to be up there as well. Yeah. You never know. Uh, I think you're wrong on one of those, beginning with B, ending with Brighton, but uh, the rest, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and then obviously you've got sort of Arsenal as well, who are behind all of those. Oh, well, oh they're not counting the big boy. Well, I, I, well, if you're looking on league position, they'll they'll be the worst, really. Yeah. Um, but if, you never know. Raúl Jiménez is back. Yeah, there's always a, there's always a surprise contender, isn't there? Uh, uh, and yeah, talking of Arsenal, we'll we'll get on to them. They got back to winning ways in the Premier League um, after a, a bit of a shambles um, in the Europa League and another top side that made eight changes in preparation for the second leg. It's a, a huge Europa League semi-final. Um, there's there's no doubt about that. That's their only chance of Champions League football next season. Probably, well, no, it's still their only chance of European football in any in any shape or form. So, um you can see where Arteta's priorities lie and they made a lot of changes. I think if they were to win the uh, the Champions, uh, the Europa League, the season wouldn't look as bad as it might if they don't. You know what I mean? I know it's a really stupid thing to say because it's fairly obvious that United are going to be in the, the final now, I'd argue. Yeah. yeah. It could be an all-English final and we all saw what happened last time Arsenal got to the Europa League against an English team. Yeah. That's true, but um, I mean, Arteta's been successful in finals before, which is why I have a feeling about Arsenal in the Europa League. They haven't proved me right so far, um, no. but I'm hoping in the second leg where they can come through. Um, but yeah, in, in this game, lots of changes, but a, a pretty good performance from Arsenal. Newcastle, we've, we've seen better from them in recent weeks. They didn't really test Arsenal at any point in the, in the game. Um but yeah, Arsenal just solid. Really got a, got a win that you they they should be getting um, at many times this season. We've had these games where they should be getting wins, and they they've made silly mistakes or just haven't performed to a high enough level. Um, but yeah, that just another one that you just expect it to happen. But too many times we haven't seen that. Um, Martinelli back in the team. I thought he was good. Right, yeah, he uh, was lively all game, wasn't he? Yeah, good assist for um, Aubameyang's goal, who you'd, you'd might say, um, well, probably will start now in the second leg. Um, yeah, I think and it's then a bit how they didn't start him, to be honest, in the in the first leg. I don't know. If, I don't think we've talked about the Europa League clashes yet. No, but um, no, Arsenal. To be honest, I think if I was an Arsenal fan, I wouldn't be too disappointed. You know, you got an away goal. Only one goal behind, whole ninety minutes to go. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not out of it definitely, and that that goal, that goal the away goal was crucial because if you come away two 0 down, yeah, um, with no away goals then, then you really are on the back foot. But yeah, um, it's it's not it's not done at least, and and I think they should be alright. But we'll I mean we've got predictions to make. Um, We'll see. And then we'll go to Spurs, um, Sheffield United, um, and it's it's one of those great performances from Spurs. But if you look at the opposition, um, you just sort of it takes a bit away from it, really. Um, but no doubt, Spurs are fantastic, uh, completely dominant, um, and then they sort of just the the goals. Most of the goals are absolutely fantastic. Um, yes. And and I just felt when I think when the fourth goal went in for Son, which was a great finish, I just felt sorry for Aaron Ramsey. I'm just looking at it because he made a re- couple of really good saves at nil nil, and he's and he's probably thinking, oh, I'm keeping us in this. And and the four goals that they score, you just can't really do much about them in in my opinion. And yeah, you know, I'm just looking. At it, I just feel so sorry for him. He's just like, oh, I don't know what I can do. I'm conceding four goals. I've had a good game. As yeah, I think when you have those players though that you're playing against such as Bale, Kane, Son they're all just class aren't they? Yeah. And there's only so much a keeper can do because if they keep knocking on the door they're going to score eventually aren't they? Like, yeah. The defence 
I, I don't like you said. I don't think Ramsdale was to blame necessarily. There's only so much he can do, and the defense has got to help him out more. I, I think. Yeah, it's it's all on next season for Sheffield United now, but just just one of them days for them. And and to be honest, even if they weren't going down, the teams towards the bottom are, are going to get battered by the teams towards the top a fairly decent amount of times over the course of the season. Yeah. Um, just, I think there's a stat I saw something like Bale since 2012 Bale has scored more goals for Tottenham than his replacement Lamella yeah and he's been in Madrid for half of that time well I love yeah. that time yeah so that's just Bale's crazy. just a class player though his first goal was just it doesn't look overly special necessarily but it, like a lot of skill involved in there you yeah know, over his head easily could have knocked him or could have missed it and he didn't like what can you say? The second one as well was just one on the counter, just a just like a absolutely incredible finish. Even though he was one on one, but he just pops it in the top corner. Um, yeah, definitely. So it just showed the quality that's still in there. Um, and yeah, hopefully we just see a bit more of it before the end of the season. Because I mean, we're we're not sure if he's going to be there this season. It lo- looks more likely that he's not. He's going back uh, to Madrid. I've heard, yeah. Yeah, um, not that I know anything. I don't work for Tottenham or anything. <laughs> uh, and then only other two games. I haven't actually seen anything of these games, um, which were the games from Monday night. Uh, Wolves West Brom, which is another one of those nothing games. Um, I've seen the Wolves goal, but that's it. To be honest, I haven't watched these. Um, but then I imagine there's not a lot to say about it anyway. Um, no, um, like you say, it's not really got a lot. It didn't have a lot riding on it. Um, I think Wolves probably very just frustrated by it, really, because they, they were so excited for the Baggies coming back up because they've just both been out of the Premier League at different times in the last few seasons. They've been waiting for this derby match, and then it's happened, and they haven't taken advantage of either of them, really, have they? Yeah, like they're and, and, quite embarrassing. No fans to see it either. You what? Sorry, there's no fans to see it either, and, and now West Brom go back down, so they no fans would have able to see see any of the action. Exactly, and um, they're looking even thinner on their their feet in attack, especially. You know, I think Neto's injured for the rest of the season, isn't he? So yeah. it's just Triore and Fabio Silva just knocking around. Yeah, just just sort of getting there to the end of the season. It's a bit of a long one. Still a bit of uncertainty about Nuno. There's all sorts of managers being linked with the Tottenham job. Um, he's one of them. I think after but this I season, I could easily see Nuno going there. To be honest, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. Because um, they don't have the most cash, and I think Spurs have still got a, a very quality squad. A lot more. Not the Wolves have got a bad one by any means. The Wolves just seem yeah. to be losing more. And I think genuinely they could be in trouble next season if they can't sort Yeah, I was just up. thinking that. I was thinking that as well. Because there's there's definitely positions they need to improve on. And if if a couple of clubs come and poach a few of their players, yeah. they could be looking a bit shaky because their their performances haven't been that great. No. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see. Um but yeah, that's a good chance. It, it just depends on Raul for me. Like, yeah. He didn't. Like, <laughs> I think he was kicking the ball in. Am I right? And he sort of bounced over. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, goal's a goal, though. Got to give it to him. It is. I'm sure he'll be thrilled that he's got a goal. I think that's a a good takeaway if you are a a Wolves fan that you know your young striker's finally got another goal because I think up until this point he's just scored a few penalties really he might have scored another one yeah I'm being very reductive here but um can't be relying everything on that man yeah exactly um but one man you can rely on is Mikel Antonio you can. Back in the West Ham team, back on the score sheet, West Ham still three points behind Chelsea with in 
in this running and they've got some decent fixtures ahead of them. I really hope they can do it. It will be such a good story, but I don't think it's going to happen. Do you not think they're going to get it? No, I just think Chelsea will see it over the line and and that'll be that'll be job done. And no matter what Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm almost certain about that. But it would have just been a great story to see West Ham in the top four when the majority of people probably would have had them in their bottom four at the start of the season. Yeah. Another assist for Ben Rama as well, though, which was quite good to see because I think he's been, had a bit of an underwhelming time in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was quite bright. That's the stats. Yeah, that's true. Can't, can't, the stats don't lie. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all the Premier League action covered. Um, hopefully, we'll have a, a few more exciting weekends coming up as we get to the last few games where no matter who you're playing, the results matter. Um, but, yeah. Um, I'll go for the EFL quickly, where, to be honest, you can normally re- rely on the EFL to keep you excited right to the end. And that's not the case in a lot of them, of a lot of these leagues. The Championship, we know exactly who's going to be in the playoffs. And we know that Norwich are going to finish top. And we know Watford are going to finish second. Um the exciting thing in the championship is is the bottom yep. four, really. It's, it's a four to go to three. Wickham are, I don't know if it's mathematically impossible for them to stay up, but if, if they stay up, they have to win like 11-0. Um, and I, no, I think it is impossible because Derby are just outside of the relegation zone at the moment, but they play Sheffield Wednesday, who have a better goal difference. Um, and are three points behind on the last game of the season because there's only one more game in the championship now. Um, yeah. Except for Rotherham and a few others who have got a game um, today. Um, so yeah, Am I right in thinking Derby versus uh, Wednesday? Whoever wins stays up. Yeah, pretty much. Unless um, Rotherham win. Cool. Unless, unless Rotherham win tonight and then Rotherham can still... St- can uh, get involved in that as well right because um, I think if Rotherham win tonight and then win at the weekend and then Sheffield Wednesday win then Rotherham stay up um, okay. but a, a draw Rotherham. Rotherham have got Luton tonight I don't know who they've got on the weekend um, I think it might be Middlesbrough um, but yeah so that's all to play for so that'll be exciting and I, I love the championship final game of the season when there's stuff to play for there's normally more than this but there's always so many changes. Last season was one of those, but it's, it's always great. Um, and with Derby and Sheffield Wednesday playing each other, that will be huge, um, especially. Because, um, yeah, whoever loses that game definitely does definitely does go down. You would, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Um, and then League One, Hull and Peterborough both getting promoted. Um, as a bit of a battle for the, the last two places in the playoffs between Blackpool, Portsmouth, Oxford and Charlton. They could all still um, get into it or fall out of it. Um, and then the bottom four in League One's already set as well. So that's a bit boring there compared to what we're used to. Um, League Two, um, it'll be Southend and Grimsbury uh, going down into the conference. Oh. Uh, Cambridge, Bolton and Morecambe can all still get automatic promotions, but Cheltenham are already up. And then fifth to ninth is a bit of a battle for the for the other playoff spots. But yeah, so there's there's a decent amount to play for in League Two, to be fair, just the relegation zone and, and the top of the league is pretty much set. So that's all the now let's get into Fra no, get into Europe, should I say. Get into uh, France plus for Uh yeah, let's do that. Big game, um, PSG against Wren. <laughs> yeah. Um, two wins for the top two, and, and it's pretty much a, a two-horse race, you'd say now, because my boys, Monaco, um, have lost um, in, in, a, in a bit of a thriller, wasn't it? I don't know if you've seen it. It is, yeah. I was watching the um, the highlight thing as it was going on. About million red cards in there. Yeah. Late, late equalisers, late winners. Uh, and Leon eventually winning three two, um, which pretty much, barring any big, well, you need a couple of mishaps from both of the teams above them for the 
for anything to change now. Um, so it's pretty much who can be the most consistent from the end of the season now for Lille and PSG um, to take that. I think and, Lille, uh, you know what? I think Lille could steal this. Well, I don't think it's even a steal at this point because they've been in top for a decent amount of time. It's just yeah, that's true, actually. It's the last. It's just the last hurdle. Can they keep that consistency while PSG constantly party on the pressure? Left both of them. PSG have got Ren. Rem. Oh, for goodness' sake! And Brest. Whereas Leon yeah. have got Angers. On French. Um, where are they? Where are they? Left. This is not the right one. Oh, Saint Etienne. So, I don't really know enough about those teams, but I know uh, Len are currently fifth. Yeah. So, and Ren are seventh. So, there's some good games, to be fair. Yeah, Leo probably got the tougher run in then. Yeah, I think they probably have, mate. And definitely. Haven't got the same sort of squad as PSG. However, PSG have a game tonight. Yeah, a big, a big one. one. A massive one, which they're going to win. No. And then they're going to go on to win the Champions League. Well, we'll, we'll get on to that in a second then. Let's go through the other two because Germany was Cup weekend. We don't care about the German Cup, let's be honest. Um, Out of that as well, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, that leaves us with Italy. Spain, Spain, poor little, poor little Sevilla conceded in a ninety minute to lose, um, and that probably, probably is a bit of a too. It's not a big gap, but it's probably too big a gap at this point to create themselves with all of the other top three winning. Um, so that probably leaves it a free horse race as we're slowly chipping away. The, yeah, the teams that are just falling off. It's now squeaky bum time for certain. It really is. Barca um, midweek to go top as well. They've yeah, stacked it. Yeah, that's true. And and the the game this weekend wasn't convincing either. Three two, I think. Um. So yeah, all teams are on edge. Um, and that's really an exciting one, isn't it? Um, it is. Uh, who probably. who would you call? Because. Who do you call is going to win it? Because I really do think, I think any three of them could win it. But the one that I would be shocked would not would be the least shocked with is sort of Real Madrid. Mm, I just they seem the most consistent. I think Atletico at this point are just. I mean, they're close enough. They know they've got to want it the most. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Atletico will, will hold on. I want Madrid, Real Madrid to win. I want. I kind of want Barca off Atletico to win. I don't really care how those two, to be honest. Yeah. Just a bit of saltiness from a few weeks back, still. But you know, we're all right. <laughs> um, and then Italy is. We have our first champion. We exactly, indeed, we do. Inter are champions of Italy um, because Atalanta drew to Sassuolo, so that means it's mathematically impossible for anyone to catch them. Um, and yeah, just great to see someone else at the top, really, isn't it? It is, really, yeah. Um, there's only so much that Ronaldo can do even, and he's wiping the floor with everybody in terms of goals, but he just seems to be almost the only player who's properly turned up for Juve. Yeah, it's been a... Yeah, 100%. He's, he's the one you can rely on, as you'd expect, but it's normally Juventus will have a number of players that can can lift them to the top, and this this year is anything but that. Yeah. Um, but it is very exciting after after Inter because I think Atalanta, Juventus, and Milan are all on sixty nine points, um, and it's the yeah, same as in England. The top four get Champions League, so those three all on sixty nine at the moment, Napoli and then not too far behind. Yeah, Napoli are, Napoli are on sixty seven, two points behind. Um, okay. And then Lazio on 64. Um, so they're five points behind, but they've got a game in hand as well. So could oh. well draw Napoli on 67 points. Um, so it is, I mean, 
none of those teams are are set to to finish in the Champions League. Like there's no. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how that works out. I kind of want Juventus to finish outside of that. <laughs> just to just spice up the transfer market a bit, see, because I just cannot imagine Ronaldo playing Europa League football. No, I can't imagine half playing Europa League football, to be honest. Yeah, like they, I, so they'll, probably pull it, they'll probably pull it out of the bag, to be honest. But um, They probably will. But you never know. Who do you think is going to get it then out of the, those five, was it? Yeah. Um, I think Atalanta will do it. I think... Oh, I don't know. Milan are just quite inconsistent. They all are a little bit too inconsistent. That's why they're so far off into. I think that's the problem. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Napoli and do you know what? I'll go Atalanta, Milan, and Napoli. Juventus are going to miss out. Really? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I could still see Lazio doing it. They've got a solid. They've got a good squad, haven't they? I'm, I'm going to have to back Juventus just because why not? Uh, again, I'm not into to win. They've won, so I'll just go with uh, Milan, Lazio, and Atalanta for a bit. Of fun. Yeah, there we go. You heard it here first. Yes, you're up. You go over Lazio, Mark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? We'll go into something else. We'll do predictions. We'll do some predictions. Big predictions. Um... We'll get rid of Rotherham first. We'll do them. They they return again. Um, Why do we keep predicting? Well, well, I need five. The problem is I've got semi-finals, and there's only four games of semi-finals, so I need to pick a game that's going on somewhere. And Rotherham. What about Man United, Liverpool? You know that's going to happen. I suppose we're already. We're already. Yeah, that's that. That's still in the bank from last week. So yeah, Rotherham back in the predictions again. I've backed them twice. I'm gonna back them again. Two 0 Rotherham. Two 0 Rotherham. And to is be honest, I've backed them twice. Yeah, this is Luton, yeah. So. Um, I'm going to go one all. One all. I've got no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I've backed Rotherham plenty of times. Well, two times, and they've lost both. And I'm just thinking at some point they've got to. I mean, these games are huge for the Rotherham. This is a crucial, crucial game. So they've got to, they've got to win at some point. They have. Or maybe they don't, and that's probably why they're never getting Right. Let's get back to the, the Champions League. Man City versus PSG. Neymar versus De Bruyne. Um, if you listen to our the corridor of no the debate of uncertainty, sorry. It was Mbappe, um, wasn't it? Mbappe, sorry. Mbappe versus De Bruyne. But if I was gonna oh, right. and, and then you put you put Neymar in your in your, yeah. that's what you would have picked. Um, who's going to come out on top? PSG. They're going to win. I'm backing them again. 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. They're going to get it done. City are going to do the classic City in the uh, Champions League. Have a bit of a stack. And, you know, really? I don't mean cash this time. I mean, they're going to bottle it. Well, I've gone 2-0 in the other direction. Oh. I reckon City and I, I do love a bit of Pep I was going to say that I forgot to mention that and on the City game just oh, when he's like wearing a silly hoodie it's, not, it's a hoodie for charity oh <laughs> I didn't know it had a charity aspirant <laughs> um, well I'll be in hell yeah um, but yeah I think I think this is their year I think it is I mean, I'm still still worried about Chelsea in the final, to be honest. Um, as we'll we'll find out in our next position, which is Chelsea Real Madrid. Oh, it's, uh, I can just see how Chelsea went through, to be honest. But I think you know Benzema's a, a lethal player. I'm, I'm I'm keeping an eye on him. I'm going to go two nil Madrid. Ooh. So we're both we've both got completely different finals then. Yeah, we have. We I've got PSG Madrid. And I've got City Chelsea with a one nil two call masterclass. What two calls gonna score? Yeah, he's gonna come on. Oh fair enough. Um then right, let's see if we get the same 
English, uh, the Europa League finals as well. I mean, I guess we'll have Man United both in it, and, uh, unless you've got a, a Roma, I mean, miracle predictive. Um, nah, Roma have got a massive injury list at the moment, I think. I think they're missing yeah. a, a shed load of players to the extent they were literally strapping somebody up the other day and hoping that he could just carry on. Um, so I'm going to go for United to win 4 0. Four nil. Wow, that's going to be a huge aggregate score. What? What's that then? Like ten, ten two. two, isn't it? Oh dear. Um, and then, uh, well, for that one, I've gone for one nil United. I don't think they need to really smash them. I think they'll just get get maybe get an early goal. Mason Green just score. Mark my words. And then Arsenal. Arsenal. Can they? Can they get that? Yeah, one nil. One nil. Go for on away goals. So an all English final. I've gone three one Arsenal, which I've predicted about nineteen times to Arsenal when they've never done it. Um, <laughs> two all English finals. I have. Which Here we go. Come on. Too far long ago, did we? It was um, Chelsea Arsenal, and then oh, I can't remember. I think some other team smashed Tottenham thanks to Divock Origi. Don't remember. Uh, doesn't ring a bell. I'm afraid. Do you want me to? Do you want me to? Uh, draw it out in detail for you then, or uh, no, thank you. Um, um, yeah, and that's everything for today. Um, feels like a bit of a weird one. Um, we've got to stop doing these on Tuesday mornings, <laughs> we have, but we're getting close to the end of the season, so what is we it? Do? Well, I reckon it will be, we'll, we'll have plenty of ideas lined up. We'll obviously have the oh, we'll have know, review, review, we can do like a, a grading of the Premier League team seasons. We'll have the Euros, yeah, that's true. Um, and the transfer. We'll have plenty of plenty of yeah, plenty of ideas in the in the firing yeah, if you're line. And you've got any? Let us know. Yeah, do indeed. Um, and we'll we'll see you all in a couple of days for the next segment of our position rankings. The um, position. Central midfielders. That is going to be another exciting one. Um, and yeah, can't wait. See you then. See you later. Thanks for listening.